Hello, and welcome to Drunk Mythology. I'm your co-host, Krista Hunsaker. And I'm your co-host, Christian Madonna. And today we got a special guest. Yes, we do. So uh, here with us, uh, you know, live is a special guest author, uh, Adam DeColibus. Uh Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, man. Hey, yes. So um, my name's Adam DeColibus. I'm an author. I'm very happy to be on the show. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So happy to have you on the show. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We're, we're, uh, we got Adam here. We're going to talk about uh, his book, Caravan. Um, you know, why don't we start, uh, Adam, you know, tell us uh, about yourself. Yeah, about you. What's what's you? <laughs> Who um, are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try not to get too existential. <laughs> <laughs> um, my name is Adam DeColibus. I was born and raised in California. And uh, during my childhood, I spent a little bit of time in South America, uh, traveling back and forth uh, with family. And uh, growing up, I just the main thing I loved was, you know, my family and story. I was always drawn to story and movies and books. And as early as I can remember, I always wrote. And uh, this, this uh, habit of creating story, of writing and, and, you know, exercising my skill with words and storytelling, um, it led to me wanting to write a book. And uh, when I was 13 years old, I made a promise to a friend, uh, and that led to me uh, finishing a novel and uh, just really getting interested in becoming an author. That uh, leads me to where I am today with a, with a novel coming out, and uh, I've got an independent publishing imprint, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm going on podcasts like this, and uh, that's where I am today. Nice. Oh, so exciting. Yeah, no, that, that is an interesting story. I mean, you, you had me hooked with the... Um... What was the promise? I mean, you know, if not too too personal. Oh yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, actually, believe it or not, I I talk about that. Uh, I talk about that a lot. So, um, when I was when I was thirteen years old, I had the original idea for Caravan, and uh, oh man, back then, nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that up until that point in my life, I'd I'd written a lot of stories, but I'd never finished any. That was the um. That was the the main constant, mm-hmm. and my friend I'd showed every single one of my stories to, and uh, when I had this idea and I I showed these pages that I'd written, my friend could see that this was something that I was really passionate about and that I you know I was really committed to, and so not wanting to see me you know waste this idea and and just. Uh, run to the next shiny object. My friend said, uh, "Okay, listen, I can I can tell that this is something you're really interested in, but I'm not gonna read your story right now." <laughs> and and this and this stung so bad. It's like, oh come on, I'm I'm really excited. Oh, that was, that was a good uh, good egg in you on. Yeah, yeah, and and you know because I really wanted to show it to my friend, but uh, my friend said, "No, you know I'm I'm not gonna do it." Uh, because, you know, we have this pattern of you have a new idea, you write it down, you know, you show it to me, I get interested, and I never hear from it again. <laughs> so what we're going to do is you're going to make a promise that you're going to finish this novel. I don't care if it's five pages long or 5,000 pages long, you're going to finish it, and I'll read it then. And uh, it was at that moment that um, I, I really knew that my just inability to commit to one story for the long haul instead of just running to the next idea was actually affecting more people than myself and, and not in a good way. So I promised my friend I was going to do it 
And uh, sure enough, a month later, I'd, I'd given up. I already start, uh, tried to start uh, a couple other stories, but I, I felt like I was haunted. I felt like I, I, every time I tried to go to another idea, I was just like it, that story was calling to me. So I, I kept going back to it, and I tried again and again. And one day, um, a couple months later, I emptied out a binder of mine, and I, I filled it up with uh, just regular pages, and I started writing. And I told myself I was going to do it every single day. I was just going to sit down, and I was going to write. And that led to me uh, writing uh, 100 pages, which I'd never written before, 200, 300, 400, and eventually I, I finished the book. And I'd, I'd, I'd broken my habit of, um, of, never, of never finishing a story before. And from there, I thought, hey, you know, this is uh, one of the most satisfying and exciting experiences I've ever done. I want to do this again. So uh, that's really when I, I decided I was going to become an author. Um, so that's, that's the story. That's uh, the story about the promise. Oh, nice. It's all from your friend holding your idea hostage. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. I mean, you know, that's, that's what makes a good story is it's sticky. You got, you got to keep coming back to it. Uh, yeah. the threats and th yeah and <laughs> i mean that that's the mark of a good friend yeah. Like. Oh, yeah 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 no it's not it's not true friendship without a couple threads here and there <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's to keep you in line i mean mm -hmm. that's awesome and, and oh man so like so many years later you come back and you um you finish it did you oh you, you said you like put it all in a binder like um were you handwriting all that Yes. Yeah. Believe it or not, I I hand wrote the first uh, the first draft. Um, and I believe it came out to four hundred and twenty eight pages. Wow, that's <laughs> nice. Do you still handwrite all your work? Uh, no. <laughs> um, that was at, at the time. That was just the way I I wrote all my stories. Um, and after that, I just uh, I I started writing it out on a computer. And, uh, you know, I got, I got way, way better, uh, much more fluent at typing, uh, which, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just how I wrote it then. But I, I do some occasional writing by hand now, but uh, mainly I type everything. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you told us like the story of how Caravan came to be. Tell us, tell us about the book. Yeah. Give us the elevator pitch. <laughs> yeah. So the, the short version of the story, um, of course, with no spoilers, right. is Caravan is a story about a man from England uh, who, in between World War One and World War Two, he takes a caravan across the desert to photograph the people, the culture, and the Sahara. Oh. And while he's traveling, he falls in love with the desert. He falls in love with the peace that he finds there. And uh, he has to make a decision before he gets to the other side which is, uh, is he going to live the life that he wants to live, or is he going to fall back into his old way of life? Um, is he going to continue doing what he's been doing, or is he going to make a change and uh, live the life that he wants to live? So at its, at its core, it's a story about freedom uh, and adventure and about uh, making, making the most of your life. I mean, it seems like it's the existential question for, uh, for a lot of us. Um, you know, back then as much as now, it's like, are we gonna do what's easy, or we're we gonna do what we really want to pursue? Mm -hmm. Right, right. And I've, I've, I've found, um, you know, I'm, I'm still a young guy. But the interesting thing is that 
what's easy and what what's best are almost never the same thing. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's good though. And uh, this this book, I'll I'll be honest, it was one of the most challenging things I've ever done. But it's one of the most rewarding things I've mm-hmm. I've ever done. It's just I'm I'm just super. I'm 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 not trying to brag, but it's not it's not pride, but it's just uh satisfaction of of having put out something that uh, other people can read and enjoy i'm just i'm just i'm just happy <laughs> yeah that's awesome what inspired you to write the book like what are the themes that you ended up bringing in and you said maybe from your earlier travel like what inspired you to write this book and the characters mm. so for the main theme of the book uh the real seed was planted when I was around 12 years old, I read The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho. Oh, I was going to say, there was some very alchemist vibes we, going on. We, we, def- we definitely felt those alchemist vibes. I mean, you know, comes in, uh, he's not from Spain, but, you know, pretty close. And uh, <laughs> takes joins a caravan across the desert. There's some, uh, you Passive know. of interesting characters. Some wise old right. kings. I mean, I think you probably skipped the crystal shop, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, de- definitely. I skipped the crystal shop, but um, that book had a lot of a lot of influence on me at that time. And when I read it, it, it was weird. It's kind of like a double edged sword. It it got me in a way that I knew, okay, this would be something really interesting to write about. And it also kicked me in the butt and said, okay, hey man, follow your passion and actually write about it. So uh, it really inspired me in that way. I just fell in love with the idea of a person going on a pilgrimage across the desert, um, learning about himself and about the world, and in a way that ultimately makes him a better person and uh, gives him a meaningful, for, a meaningful perspective. That book really inspired the theme. And as for the as for the whole aesthetic of the story as well as the time period, mm-hmm. I be I became. Um, really fascinated with uh, World War One after watching the 1962 film Lawrence of Arabia. Ah, yes, I was gonna say that also kind of like the how you're describing it also kind of has a bit of a influence in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely yeah. the time period. The um, you know this uh, soldier goes down into the desert and really tries to commune. You know, join the people, try to understand the culture and really become part of it and always on this quest of like figuring out who he is as well mm-hmm. and also i mean you know just from the, no spoiler but from like the excerpt ict lawrence I'm like all right i got you know. yeah you open up the book <laughs> with a quote of his <laughs> yeah I, I wanted to throw out god what do they call it? a uh, a little easter egg for for people who uh listen listen to the podcast that i do and, and know a little bit about it uh, but yeah, I, I became really fascinated about that time period because, especially in that region, uh, because I just don't think it gets enough attention. And it's, uh, you know, I think that we give a lot of attention historically to World War II. Uh, you know, was this, you know, it really was the apocalypse that we survived as a, as a, um, as a race. But, you know, as like humans, that was, that's, that was crazy. And, um. I I don't think that we we pay enough uh, pay enough attention to uh, World War One, and uh, after watching the Lawrence of Arabia film, I became extremely interested in that time period, and uh, yeah, that's that's what led me to uh, to writing about that time. 
And what about your cast of characters that you have without getting away any spoilers or anything like the main character? What was his inspiration? Was it Lawrence of Arabia, like you said, or was it based on some other sort of tie in from another story or an archetype? I do. I do see a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of Lawrence, a little bit of a little bit of the, you know, the shepherd and definitely that that sort of, uh, you know, the hero's journey way. He seems like very much he's going from place to place and doing this path. Yeah, one of one of the things that I really tried to focus on when I was writing this book was, and I know it sounds really obvious, but in, in storytelling, this can be hard, is I wanted to give it a sense of going somewhere. Um, <laughs> one of the ways that I wanted to do that is with the the character. I wanted to have a have a personality that was con uh constant but a uh a, a moral sense of direction that was shifting as the story went on and i felt like when i watched lords of arabia um peter o'toole who portrayed lords of arabia did that extremely well um and that and that movie is incredibly well one it's incredibly beautiful but it's also incredibly long i think it's something like Three and a half hours, three and a half hours long, or something like that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's, it's a trial to get through. It, it's an epic. I mean, yeah. it, <laughs> it right is it's like, like Titanic. It is like forty years in the desert. <laughs> Two VHS. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, VHS halfway through. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So, so by the time you get to the end, you feel like you actually know this man, and I, I took a lot of inspiration from that, uh, from the character, and. Uh, while when I was writing the first draft, I actually saw the movie for the first time, and uh, at that particular period, I was feeling kind of lost as for the character and as for the uh, direction of the story. And when I finished, I actually I think it was somewhere around three fourths of the way through of the of the movie, I I got up and I thought to myself, they they plagiarized me seven years in the past. <laughs> <laughs> This this is exactly who I feel this this character is, and uh, I so I took a lot of inspiration from that, and uh, it definitely guided me when it came to uh, crafting William's character in a way that people could get the most out of it. Nice, nice. I also feel that way with Twilight. Like mm. I had that idea like five years after the first book came out, and then I was like, wait, this already exists. Right, uh, right. Like werewolves and vampire yeah. love story, you know. Yes, right. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was uh, those were some of the inspirations, and um, as I mentioned uh, uh, before on another podcast, um, I was I also took a lot of inspiration from people that I've met and uh, places that I've been to while I've traveled. So uh, you know characters have have weaved their way in but you know of course i've changed you know names and features and things like that oh, but yeah. uh yeah i think that believe it or not um travel is one of the most interesting ways to to think of characters you just you meet the most interesting people you think wow they're already packaged up as a as a character um they would be you know life is just so interesting so i i took a lot of inspiration just from life and and travel as well Oh yeah, I feel I feel like anytime you hop on a train, just just like look around, and you've got your you've got your cast. Yeah, Agatha Christie, and it's Murder on the Orient Express. Oh yeah, well, especially if there's a murder on that train, and it's uh, beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, that that's easy. I'm talking an Amtrak, like that's a tough (laughs) one. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, if you're if you're going if there's a murder on an Amtrak, you you bet that's going to be a pretty interesting day. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean then then you can just go straight to a screenplay. You make that movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, in uh, a lot of these stories and a lot of these uh, things that inspired you, were there any um, you know, what are, what are some of your favorite myths? What are some of your favorite like these really old stories and um, you see them repeated again and again? You, uh, you know, what sort of, uh, what's your favorite myth? I, I don't know if it has a, if there's a particular story because it, it repeats itself so much in history and in culture, mm-hmm. but I would just as a whole for this, this, uh, topic, I would say it's the idea of maturing from manhood, uh, excuse me, from boyhood to manhood or, or, uh, from a girl to a woman. I like this idea of of uh maturing but leaving something behind and becoming better um that's just a a theme that i in story i just really enjoy so like the uh the the journey the coming of age journey where like you are both maturing and you're you're leaving behind what um you know what what is familiar what is comfortable and you're moving forward into uh basically into the new you and the new world Right, right, exactly, and I I think that that's a aspect of storytelling that kind of gets left behind. Is this is are the stories that we know as as humans, regardless of of where you are in the world or your culture? It's these very old, very um, close ideas that we we keep to our hearts that uh, really make stories interesting, and uh, I think that that's that's one of them for me. Is that um, yeah, you you put it so well. It's that it's that leaving something behind, um, and and growing into something better. Ah, yes, the the hero's journey, Luke Skywalker kind of a thing. I mean, right? Yeah, that that's that's like his his development. In um, mm-hmm. yeah, you you can't you can't stay in your comfort zone because that's that's not where the development happens. Bilbo Baggins, for one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 You stay in the Shire Zone. Yeah. Oh, but it'd be so comfy. Yeah, but those hobbits have no life. Yeah, exactly. No Bilbo has lived a million lives when those hobbits have lived like a hundred. I don't know, <laughs> hundred uh, years. Just, just one really. Yeah. Just one really boring one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Leaving so, yeah. familiar. Okay, so the so that's that's the myth half of the show. What's your favorite drink? <laughs> Ooh. Um, seeing as I'm, I'm actually, I'm underage to drink in the States, I'd say it's coffee for right now. <laughs> smart answer. Smart answer. Yeah. yeah. Smart answer. Yeah. You can come back in a couple years. Um, that's right. It's, it's coffee. It's a, coffee. It's a virgin mimosa, an orange juice, you know, mm. <laughs> a, a, a Sprite. A seltzer water. Yeah. <laughs> a Sprite. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's that's great. I mean, as I was gonna say, like you know, what do you what do you what do you like to drink as you write? And um, I guess coffee, huh? You know, coffee's a pretty good choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I I like to drink coffee, and for people who drink it straight black, uh, you know, I I know you're saying hail Satan as you go about your day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely agree. I mean, where's where's your soul? like your soul is black like the coffee? Yeah. No. <laughs> Dark. Yeah, uh, dark no, and bitter. Like yeah. for real, people who drink coffee straight are are living sacrifices in the moonlight. 
Like that is that is what they do for fun. Um, for sure, for me, that's yeah. for people who drink like whiskey straight. It's like who who died for today? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. No, those those two are those two are pretty 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 well linked. Um, so yeah, that's what I honestly that's what I like to drink. Um, while I write uh, that, or I'll I'll get some believe it or not I'll get some one hundred percent baking chocolate. And I, I like to nibble on that while I write. It it just gets the juices flowing, to be honest. Yeah, caffeine from both sides. No, yeah, that, that's a cool, yeah. that's an interesting one, and I, I like it. I think it's a, it's a little bit a little bit of sweet, a little bit of caffeine, a little uh, bit of fancy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in a, I guess in a in a metaphorical way, the same sort of question, like, what sort of you know what what do you do to like replenish or uh, you know flex the writing muscles if you ever get stuck or you know what sort of things keep you going as you're uh, writing and working on uh, we're, we're working on caravan or other projects well i if i if i ever try to trick myself into thinking that i have a uh, writer's block i love to think about what stephen pressfield said um which is you know plumbers never get plumbers block right which is you know they just go and no matter how they're feeling um you know unless if they're capable to do it they'll do it and it's, you know, you have to think about it the right way uh, and the same way. Or, you know, we never get speaker's block. Uh, so there's no reason to ever feel um, inhibited in any way. So what I like to do is uh, uh, to, to keep the juices flowing. I, if, I'm writing on a, if I'm writing a particular project like Caravan or a short story, I like to think about why I'm, I'm writing this story. I like to think about the ending and... Um, I just try to make it more about uh, uh, more than myself because usually when I get stuck, I'm worried too much about how well I'm writing it. Um, and at the end, I try to make it the absolute best I can. But I, I just, I just go for it. I just uh, think about why I'm writing the story, and usually that that replenishes my um, my creativity. But just on a regular day, I, I try to write every day uh, about a thousand words. And I just think of things that are extremely exciting. So I'll turn to history a lot. Uh, I like to ask myself a lot of what ifs. Um, music, that's another that's another way for me to replenish the creative well. I'll just put my playlist on shuffle and close my eyes and I'll just write what I'm seeing. So uh, to believe it or not, I, I have a lot of fun in between those periods of, of uh, com- committing myself to a specific project. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's creativity. So it's, there's a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun happening. Yeah, I like, um, you know, I think you think you said it really well, just keeping about the, uh, the, what you're writing, keeping about the story. And, you know, I think when people get too much in their own headspace is when they get the block, they're more focused on themselves than what their uh, story is. Right, right, and they're honestly they're more focused on the on the word by word than on the overall uh, arc of the story, and uh, at least at least that's my problem. Some people, you know, everybody's different when it comes to uh, just to themselves and their lives. At least for me, that's that's something that I I struggle with when I do struggle is just the I get too caught up in the word to word, and I'm, I'm I don't think so much about the story. And whenever that happens, I try to remind myself. Uh, where does this character need to go, and uh, or you know, where does where does this character need to take me? And I, I follow them. 
So do you write, like, um, do you create the story as you write, or do you have kind of like an outline in place? Yeah, you got like a North Star, like, you know where where you're going and sort of... The well? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, uh, and I think that this process of, has really got more fun the more I wrote. Uh, but when I first when I first started writing, I, I wrote the first draft of the book completely into the dark. Uh, I, I knew in general where it wanted to go. And in a way, I'm happy I didn't, um, in a way, limit myself by, by uh, outlining it. Because when I wrote that first draft, I literally thought of everything I possibly could that had to do with the story. And I put it down onto the page. Um, and it was just as a, as a sort of just a vomit every single thing out that I could think of. Um, and then when I returned to it and I, I typed it out um, and I, I added a, a lot of revisions to it. Actually, I rewrote it uh, completely. That I did a more, um, a more detailed layout. And, and from there, I, I, I plotted it out. But the original draft, no. Um, and I learned, I learned a lot from that. <laughs> I learned um, that it's really good to have uh, a pretty specific direction of, of where you want to go in a story. And then from there, uh, you can you can connect the dots. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's I, I enjoy plotting, but I don't like to go. I don't like to go overboard because I feel like it steals a lot of the the creative excitement that makes it exciting to read. Yeah, like this idea of, of, of being on the chase while you're writing and you're you're chasing this really um, interesting idea and the words are just flowing and it doesn't seem like you have to put in any of the work. Those are the days that I, I try to write as much as I can because I know that that excitement absolutely shows itself in the writing. And people who read it, they, they will feel it and they'll, they'll enjoy it. So I, I try to plan in a way that makes it optimal for me when I write. When I sit down and do the actual work that uh, people will will enjoy it the most. Yeah, I once read that um, writers should write what they want to read. Yes, that that is the best piece of advice on planet Earth. Besides uh, reading a lot, and you know, plumbers don't get plumbers block. <laughs> is <laughs> read is uh, write what you want. Write what you want to read. That plumbers is uh, six blocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally true, and I think. Um... You know, to to us, like we're big, uh, we're big D and D fans, and a big, you know, it's a big part of storytelling. And I think even as a writer, what you're doing there is like you've got these characters, and you want them to be as alive as they can be, and you're not going to just railroad them through the story. Like mm -hmm. they're going to do what they want to do, um, and you're just trying to capture that. Right, right, and there will there will even be times where. The most, the times that I'm most struggling within a story, it's usually, believe it or not, because I'm trying to force the story to go in a specific way. And I have this preconceived idea of where the story is going to go. And I think, okay, I need to get from A to B, and it's got to be in a straight line. And whenever I get stuck, I think to myself, okay, if, if I were to just let go of my preconceptions of the story, what what would this character actually say and do that would actually surprise me? And I'll stop and I'll think for a while. And sometimes it comes to me quickly. Sometimes it takes a day. Then it, it just hits me like a truck. And uh, there's a 
there's usually some really surprising things that I would never think of. And um, I don't know who said this, but I, I know it's a, um, it might have been Stephen Pressfield again, but he said that you can write characters who are smarter than you are. <laughs> and it's, I think that's interesting because your characters, I don't know if it's just connected to the subconscious or, or if it's just a intuition that we have about uh, other humans and storytelling. But when you, when, at least for me, at least when I pay attention to what my characters are saying and what they really want and what, where the story is taking them, that's what usually moves the story forward in a way that I, I really enjoy. Yeah, they're like, hey, Adam, I'm going west. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm going with you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And, uh, that's, that's honestly, it's one of the, one of the real joys of writing. Um, and I think of storytelling as well. It's just going along for the ride because you're the, you're the first person to, uh, see all these really interesting places and, and things that happen. And then you get to bring all these other people along for the journey. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, um, I don't I, I kind of forgot what your question was, but, uh, that's, that's the answer to it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, me, you know, metaphorically, like, that's, that's exactly where the question was leading. I mean. We're just along for the yeah. ride, yeah. We're... Right, right. No, and, and I think, you know, I think that's a great way, and, you know, when you, yeah, whenever you get stuck, it's like, what, what are the characters going to do? What, how, how would they surprise me yeah are they gonna fight raptors in space they might, they might. <laughs> right they they totally might and, <laughs> and if you and if you try that idea out and you actually try the the idea of your character fighting raptors in space and it works that's one of the best feelings on earth because it it is it comes as a complete surprise to you that actually it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah yeah so you talked about like some of your favorite, some of your favorite works, some of your favorite myths. Um, what sort of authors do you like to read? Like who, 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 who as an author do you want to emulate or inspires you? Mm, mm. I would say um, one of the authors. Uh, this is, I've just all the respect in the world for him is uh, again Paulo Coelho. I I love what he can do with literary fiction. Um, he can just make us think about things that in in a way that is it just has so much intrin- intrinsic value. We can really think about things from a new angle and in a way we never thought of, um, but also in a way that's meaningful to us. I, you know, he's not just he's doing more than showing us uh, uh, these really interesting perspectives, but he's making us take away something, take away a moral or a lesson uh, that we can we can at least be aware of in our lives. Um, so that in a way, that's that's the way I, I want to emulate him. Um, I want to show people really interesting things and put interesting morals that people will be interested to read uh, in my stories. So Paolo Coelho, I, I enjoy reading. Um, Alan Glynn, he's uh, the author of the book uh, Limitless, which became uh, the movie with Bradley Cooper. Uh, I love I love his books. Uh, he's a phenomenal writer. Um, I'm forgetting I'm forgetting his name right now, but he's the author of the book Shutter Island, which also became a movie. Um, saw that movie. That was a great twist. Yeah, it was, it was Leonardo DiCaprio the whole time. 
<laughs> and, and and not to not to veer too much from your question, but one of the things I love most about that movie um, is that the entire time you're unaware that it's taking place in the character's head. And you know, spoiler and, alert for like a 10, yeah, 13 year old right. movie, but <laughs> <laughs> if you for have seen it at this point, I mean, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you you kind of deserve to have a spoiler. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I just, I love also uh, one of the reasons why I respect that author um, as a storyteller is because I just love the amount of, I don't know what to call it, I guess I'd say groundwork that went into it, the the understanding of uh, psychology and, and how they actually operated and did those things back in the day um, and how it was just, in a way, it was, it was barbaric that just the amount of research as well in the world building i that's something i also really aspire to is creating a world that um in a way it doesn't need any convincing because it's just it's so real yeah yeah no exactly i think you, you nailed it i mean you make your world believable and you make the characters within it believable and it could have crazy crazy rules it could be made up in someone's mind but as long as it all goes sort of naturally and uh, flows in a believable way, you know, that's, that's a story. Yeah. Except yeah. for the myth, then it's like all bets are off and it's like, you just do whatever you want. <laughs> I, I, that's why we love them. Cause they're bonkers. Yeah. Myths are absolutely <laughs> bonkers. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like if I, if, if you read, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking to you guys because I'm sure you guys have read all of them. Uh, but if you, if you read some of the, some, some of the Greek myths, you got to stop and think, what what was the guy thinking? Some some Greek dude way back in the day, who's just sitting there, and he thought of this, or 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 whoever who thought of this story, because it's just absolutely crazy. Like myths are um, truly incredible stories. Yeah, and they're like with the whole Medea one. It was like once it got taken over by a new writer, he was like, "I'm changing everything about Medea's character and yeah. Jason." <laughs> oh yeah, right. It'd be complete one eighty. Yeah, con. <laughs> Constance be damned. Like <laughs> I feel like for a lot of the Greek myths, a lot of a lot of the writers were just like, all right, the gods, I'm gonna write about the worst people I know. It's, a, it's like the fan fiction of the gods. <laughs> it's like, oh I got I got a drunk philandering uncle, Zeus. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It was uh it was a character exercise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I mean, I think that goes that goes with your earlier point. Like, I feel like the most interesting and dynamic and just you know out there characters who do things that surprise us are are people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah people always call them archetypes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and also to nod back to to history, uh, sometimes I'll I'll look up at the sun and I'll think literally everything you could possibly think of has happened underneath that and it's happened to somebody just like us and whenever i think that to myself just my ideas of what could happen uh within a story or interactions between characters or somebody going on just an absolutely wild adventure that you wouldn't believe that just it all seems possible and my mind can start thinking about it as well um so yeah that combined with with mythology and just uh, trying to create a link with these stories that we just know and love as as humans that is just awesome i mm -hmm. I really enjoy that.
Yeah, thank you. Um, do you want to tell us where you, we can pick up your book in the future when it's coming out? What's what's the details on the book? Oh yeah, for sure. We we gotta we gotta tell more about the book. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Um, so Caravan is going to be coming out here in about two weeks. And you're going to be able to find it anywhere on Amazon. Um, and shortly after that, it'll be in bookstores. Um, and it'll be ebook and in print. Um, and that's where you can find it. Oh, excellent. Wow, two weeks. That's so soon. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, whenever I talk to a close friend about this, I say that it's, uh, it's kind of like having a six-year-long baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and now I'm finally uh, getting ready to see it. Uh, uh, you know, be born and come out and, and, you know, just put it out into the world. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Come out screaming. <laughs> oh, yeah. You should, you should do like a book tour across the desert, uh, you know, just from, from like California through like, you know, the Southwest and Texas. <laughs> right. Right. That, yeah, totally. Totally. That would be awesome. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, that, that is awesome. Um, but you know, I'm sure you're, you're a constant writer and you got other projects. I mean, is it, what sort of uh, things do you have in the future? You know, what what else are you uh, cooking up? Uh, you know, I can't. I've I've actually got one in the in the oven right now, so I can't uh, tell you too much about it. But um, all I can say is I just I'm I'm just very happy that I've I've chosen this, um, or it chose me as a profession to write, and uh, I'm happy to keep on writing new stories and new ideas, and uh, and to continue to put out books that people will read and enjoy. Yeah, wish you all the best, you know, keep at it. Yeah, no, thank you. That's thank you. awesome. I mean, continue, you know, you follow your passion and uh, you go across that desert. Yeah, <laughs> the pyramids of Egypt. <laughs> Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, you know, thank you so much for uh, joining us. Um, honestly, I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited to see it in stores, man. Mm -hmm. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. So thank you so much for joining us. And um, uh, a little heads up to you guys. Something that I do is every Wednesday uh, I, I go live on Instagram. and I talk about, uh, you know, books I've been reading, what I've been writing, you know, movies I watched, et cetera. And uh, usually at the beginning, I give a shout out to the podcast that I've been on. So uh, when I when I go on, I'll be sure to uh, let all my all my followers know about you guys. Oh, great. Thank you so much. It's awesome. really sweet of you. Yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah, we'll uh, you add us to that count. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. That. Yeah, yeah. And also, again, um, thanks so much for having me on. This has just been an absolute pleasure.